0: Chapter 13 of the Blue Aunt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org. Recording by Kathleen, The Blue Aunt by Eliza Orn White. Chapter 13, The Homecoming. It was a little before supper time when the Wests got home. They walked up from the station, so it was nearer to go the back way what a wonderful trip we've had james said mrs west with shining eyes it was even nicer than our first wedding journey because now we have the children to come home to yes said mr west and he kissed her and as he was not much more giving to kissing people than jim was it was a great event let's go up through the garden and see how the peaches and grapes are getting on why sadie he cried sharply the best of the peaches are gone and there isn't a grape left not one do you hear he thundered james i am so sorry but really it isn't my fault of course not but who can have taken them i'll bet you anything it is those mahoney twins they are pests they are to be brought up before judge baxter the next time they are caught anne katherine he called out as he stamped into the house Why didn't you keep watch over the garden? I can't be gone five minutes that something doesn't happen. Just then, the telephone rang and Anne went to answer it. Judge Baxter wants to speak to you over the telephone, Mr. West, she said. He called you up Saturday evening, but I told him you were out of town. Jim felt very miserable. He could not hear what the judge was saying, but he could guess. The rascals. The impudent scoundrels, said his father no doubt it is the mahoney twins what my children mine impossible evelyn yes i think you're right it must have been some one else french orphans i don't know anything about it i'll ask him and he hung up the receiver and came hastily into the sitting-room what is this about your stealing judge baxter's apples he asked and jim felt that the judgment day had come i said i knew you couldn't have stolen them i said it must have been the mahoney twins now tell me the truth jim grew very red it wasn't the mahoney twins father it was me it didn't seem like stealing because we sold them for the french orphans and the girl told us we could have some only we took a lot more after she'd gone she only meant us to take the windfalls and we made quite a lot of money on the fruit first i sold our grapes and peaches it was you who took our grapes and peaches yes father said jim miserably i thought as it was for the orphans you wouldn't mind you knew i would mind said his father sternly you can go and get the grapes back and take the money back do you hear i can't father it was mrs norcross and she's got them all made into jelly by this time mrs norcross so charlie had a hand in this I might have known it. Well, it's bad enough to steal your father's fruit, my boy. But when it comes to my son robbing Judge Baxter's orchard, it is a little too much, and I have to try an important case before him next week. Don't you speak to me, you little savage. Go right upstairs to bed. You needn't wait for your supper. Jim had never been so wretched in his life. His father had never been so angry with him before. His pleasant cheerful world seemed crumbling to pieces he had known all day that he had been doing wrong but it had not seemed so very wrong to him because of the orphans and his father did not seem to take them into account and the worst of it was he was afraid his father would not let him give the five dollars to aunt hilda for the orphans dear aunt hilda she was just coming in at the front door now why what is the matter said aunt hilda as she looked from her brother's excited face to jim's miserable one the poor child was trying to keep back his tears the matter is that my son has been stealing all my fruit and some of judge baxter's aunt hilda's blue eyes looked very troubled but instead of saying you bad boy she went straight over to where jim was standing and putting her arm around him she said i am so sorry dear tell me all about it Jim felt a sense of passionate gratitude to her for standing by him when he was in disgrace. A lump came into his throat, and for a moment he could not speak. It was for the orphans, said Evelyn. We got five dollars and sixteen cents for your orphans, Aunt Hilda, and we only kept sixteen cents ourselves. You kept sixteen cents of money you begged for the orphans, said his father. That is downright dishonest. It is getting money on false pretenses jim said nothing he had turned very white that's the sort of thing my boy that lands a man in states prison later on that's the way swindlers begin i did not think my boy would spend money given him for a cause on himself charlie said sixteen cents was very little for a day's pay said evelyn so it was charlie's idea spending the money why didn't you tell me that before because i had the soda water too and part of the stick of candy you have a legal mind jim i am sure you'll be a lawyer later on well i am glad you are not a tell-tale that is a fault that is very hard to cure and you can take sixteen cents out of your bank and give it to aunt hilda his father had calmed down he did not understand just why it is awkward about judge baxter's apples mr west said for i suppose they were sold to different people so there's no chance of getting them back. To lots of different ones, said Evelyn. I guess they are mostly eaten by now. It was such fun to see the children beginning on them. And Anne can never say again I'm the dirtiest child in town, cause I'm not. There's lots as dirty as me. I suppose you ate a few yourselves, said Mr. West. We sampled them, Jim admitted, and we ate two big bunches of our grapes and a few peaches he looked at his father with a now do your worst expression he had made a full confession and pleaded guilty now go right upstairs to bed said his father but he no longer spoke in that angry voice i think the best way we can arrange with judge baxter said his sister hilda is for jim and me to go over there to-morrow i want to return mrs baxter's call and jim owes judge baxter an apology and while he is telling him how sorry and ashamed he is i will read mrs baxter some of my letters from france about the work there you can send the judge some of your apples james when they are ripe she went out into the entry to telephone to the baxters to make the appointment and as jim's door was open he could hear what she was saying yes it really was jim and evelyn they did very wrong to take fruit they knew they had no right to touch but if you could see how sorry jim is and how he owned up like a man i know you would forgive him it was a great temptation for they were so eager to earn money for my french orphans and those children with charlie norcross's help actually earned five dollars and sixteen cents could you and mrs baxter see jim and me for a few minutes tomorrow afternoon jim wants to make an apology to you and I want to read Mrs. Baxter my last letters from France. Of course, my brother will be glad to make you any compensation for the apples that you like, or give you some of his when they are ripe. What? Oh, how good you are! That is too generous. How wonderful! She came straight upstairs to Jim's room. He was crying, and she pretended not to notice it. Jim, dear, she said, there is one thing that can happen when we do wrong when we are very young we need never do that wrong thing again you have learned a lesson about stealing and i am sure whoever else lands in prison it won't be you jim longed to give her a good hug but he did nothing of the sort your father gave you the best kind of punishment for you will have a long time to think over what you did because it is so early but i want you to have one pleasant piece of news to think about two judge baxter says he forgives you for taking the apples and he and mrs baxter will be glad to see us to-morrow afternoon at four o'clock but jim this is the splendid bit of news judge baxter has promised to give me fifty dollars for my french orphans End of chapter thirteen